sometimes like the super glossy, super highly produced videos don't perform well on Facebook. Like people kind of tune it out. They know, oh, here's an ad. But that high gloss video may perform like really well on TV because that's what people are used to. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Hello good people, hello bad people. Welcome anyone who wanna learn more about Facebook ads, Google ads. It's very important today to learn about these topics. And I remember when I spent five, 10 cents per click when I started my digital journey and all these strategies didn't work today. Many things change because I need to pay five, ten dollars per click. It's better to learn before jumping on the steel. It's better to spend time. And I know companies that can waste 500K with Google ads, Facebook ads, because and get zero clicks, you know, yeah, it's terrible. That is why it's very important to learn before doing. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with RJ Hubert. How are you? Good. How's it going today? Ah, doing great. I always enjoy all our episodes. You spoke a few times on my podcast. I love it. So valuable. You know how to lead me an emergency room to spend time to consume all this data <laughs> to change my strategy. Uh, but I have new, new listeners. Uh, RJ, tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, thanks. So I'm RJ Hubert. I run HBT Digital. We are a lead generation and online advertising agency in Pittsburgh. And we help customers and clients get new new prospects, get new leads and sales online. So that could be a phone call, a form fill, a uh, go to the store and buy something. Um, anything we can track online it, based on the, the uh, client's goals we can, we can do. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I wanna start from metrics. You know, before uh, creating any strategy, we spend time to collect data and analyze uh, these metrics. Uh, and I see many marketers can understand this metrics differently. Uh, we can skip some data, we can uh, consider some data, and it depends on each case as well. Can you tell what metrics do you like to check before uh, creating your uh, Facebook and Google Ads campaigns? I want to look at conversions. What are we seeing before we launch new campaigns? Um, what is the cost per lead? What's the conversion rate? Uh, because that will tell me what kind of um, success the, the company is having or the organization is having. Usually I'll start with an audit, right? I'll look into the previous campaigns or previous um, accounts and see what, what has been happening, look at the conversion actions, make sure everything's set up properly. I'll go, I'll use a uh, Chrome extension to see pixels on websites. Um, that's huge. If, if, if you're just getting started on the online ads, make sure your pixel is set up correctly. Um, there's a uh, Facebook pixel, um, you know, Google ads pixel, LinkedIn ads pixel, um, uh, Bing pixel. And you can check that on the Chrome extension just to see if everything is working properly on the website. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think about these pixels? Because according to data, Chrome is going to uh, quit, cancel some, uh, checking this data, pixels. So uh, what we can do today? <laughs> So 
I would keep that pixel going and keep it on the page. So Facebook is always going to find a way to deliver your ad to the appropriate person. If, if the settings are set up properly, they may, you know, uh, with iOS and Apple, they, they may limit what they can actually track, but Facebook is going to find a way to connect data to that individual. So your ads are serving to the right person. Um, I actually got a weird ad targeted to me today. I was on uh, Hotmail and that's a, you know, a Microsoft Bing property. And I got a display ad on the right side of the screen for Ozempic, the weight loss drug. And I don't have diabetes. I've never looked up Ozempic. I don't know how that targeted ad came to me, but I think uh, healthcare and pharmaceutical drug advertising is just so uh, wide open with the targeting because you can't really focus super narrowly on people with certain uh, health issues. So maybe that's why I got the ad, but I was like, why am I seeing an Ozempic ad in my Hotmail? Oh, nice, nice. Um, I want to ask about AI. It's hard to ignore this topic today, impossible tomorrow, but it was simple before. And I see when uh, paid marketers generate uh, titles, descriptions, uh, headlines with AI, uh, but many of them look the same. You know, I, I even can feel, you know, this smell <laughs> when uh, headlines were written by AI. Uh, similar words. So, can you tell your methods uh, how to use AI to get great results? So, first of all, AI uh, like ChatGPT, that's just a tool to help you kind of get where you need to go. So I have tried AI generated images in Facebook ads. And so when you're running a campaign and in the ad group and then eventually the ads, uh, first you test multiple versions of ads. We always have at least four ads going per ad group uh, because you want different creative and rotation. So basically you can test an AI image against other creative assets and it may or may not produce the results you're looking for. I actually would encourage people to maybe try an AI generated image, but also test other pieces of creative. Um, as far as the headlines and descriptions, um, I would maybe try a few because, you know, when you're building out your ads, you can use, I think, up to five different descriptions and headlines. So test everything because um, it may or may not work as marketers, as you know, Anatoly, um, we may or may not know what works. We've done things in the past, but it doesn't always it doesn't always equal to like what's gonna drive results for this client or for this product or service. So you have to test different things. Yeah, nice. And uh, you know, of course, it's important to test. And I can't imagine how to go ahead without testing. But if I do it in organic reach, in SEO, I can fail. I fail a lot. And, uh, I, I can't count all my failures a lot, but in uh, paid marketing, it, it costs money, you know, to test. Can you tell how to minimize the risk of losing money? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's a great question. Depends on the platform. Uh, let's talk Google ads. First and foremost, review your search terms daily because you're going to see what people are actually searching for. And if you see a bunch of garbage come in, Add those to the negative keyword list so you'll stop spending money on the garbage. My second recommendation would be when you're looking at your search terms, uh, bring in an extra column about the actual keywords that you're going after so you can see if it's a good match. If you're driving a lot of garbage with a specific keyword, you can just go ahead and pause that keyword as well. 
Um, so Google Ads, I think, gives you really the most control over um, kind of what you're, you're spending your money on in terms of keywords. But as far as like the Facebook ads is concerned, I would make sure that like you're setting up your targeting properly and your goals based on what you want to achieve. If you're, you know, going after awareness campaigns and you're not seeing any conversions come in, uh, I mean, that's a red flag right there because you're aiming for conversions, but you have an awareness campaign. So like, do you just have to go back and just kind of look how your account and campaign is set up and go through it again on Facebook, look at your ad placements so you can run a report and show just how good your placements are doing. So Facebook recommends doing like a recommended placement because they have like 30 some placements from messages to Facebook, to mobile, to Instagram, all these different places, marketplace, all these different placements. Um, you can see which ones are performing the best. And then you know that you can pause placements if, if they're just, you know, giving you garbage. Mm -hmm. Yes, nice, valuable, love it, love it. RJ, I wanna ask, about uh, choosing the right platform because our main topic Google Ads and Facebook Ads. But I see when marketers pay attention to specific platform, Google, Facebook, someone can choose LinkedIn, uh, Bing. Uh, but can you tell how to unite both? I mean, like Google and Facebook in the one cohesive strategy. That's a great question. So I'm going to give a real world example right now. So I have a client called Jenkins Group. They're based in Michigan. They do custom and commemorative books. These beautiful 200 page hardbound glossy images about books, uh, uh, about like company history, foundation history, organization history. If you have like a hundred year celebration, you would go to them and order this custom creative book. They're beautiful. And we started with Google ads because when someone types, types in like, I need a commemorative book, custom book, and certain keywords, that's great because our ad can go right to the top. People can click it. It's a great match. But then we were like, okay, we want to start venturing out. We want to see different platforms, see what kind of results we can get. So this example will be for LinkedIn. So they know based on their 30 years of being in business that the people that order these custom and commemorative books are like CMOs marketing directors, um, executives, uh, assistants. So if there, if there's like an administrative assistant sitting out of the CEO office, you know, she looks it up and will order the, the book for the company. So we started creating these campaigns on LinkedIn as well to kind of diversify. So Google with the keywords, we'd go to LinkedIn on based on like the job title, based on company size and company revenue. And we've actually seen a few leads come in on the conversion campaign. We were trying to document ad like to download. We, we, we gave away a book and it's actually performing pretty well. So um, you always want to think about diversifying, but like testing. So we, we put a limited budget in LinkedIn because we wanted to see how it performed. And it actually gave us a decent cost per lead um, enough so that we are continuing on with the LinkedIn ad strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, once I spoke with a company uh, that lost 500k in paid ads a lot and this company got zero leads uh, i can't say the name of the company but uh, i can tell uh, the product is high quality uh, it's well-known company uh, has uh, great recognition but something was wrong with paid ads can you tell what to do for such big companies that have great products 
uh, jump on this field but can't get results probably something is wrong with the strategy uh, landing pages i don't know name them so your suggestions of course it depends of course it depends we need to research to analyze but uh, can you tell where to start i mean like if you have such case what you will do first second and your checklist you wouldn't believe how many landing pages i see that go to just a contact page there's no information no testimonials it's just like a contact form and a submit button that's it so always 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 look at your landing page uh where are you sending this traffic would you personally engage with that landing page would you want to give uh, them yeah. information so uh, look at the landing page and, um, I like to AB test landing pages. So have, um, different content, different like testimonials, um, anything that supports your product or service, um, that kind of pushes people to want to buy. Um, then I would look at the offer landing page, but also the offer. Like, what are you trying to give away? If they spent 500 K and no one's biting, what's the offer? Maybe there wasn't an offer. Maybe it was just like, contact us. Like maybe they should test a three months add a discount or give something away for free or you know um something along those lines um that's what my recommendation would be check out the landing page check out the um, offers mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then test ah. I, I i sorry i have a third i think you asked for three the third was um test the conversion action out beforehand in like google tag manager so you can set up your tags and triggers. I love Google Tag Manager personally. So um, you can preview it before you hit launch, um, test out that form submission, test out the hyperlinked phone number that people click, test out the download button if you wanted someone to download a PDF. Make sure that's all functioning and tracking properly uh, because I've seen issues there as well. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Uh, I agree. I think it's like trading. You don't need to invest a lot, you know, uh, when you start something new. Uh, okay, other other channels might work. That's okay. But it doesn't mean that you can get success with all channels. And uh, yeah, it's better to test, uh, to, uh, to go with a small amount because I see the same issue in trading because only 5% of traders can earn good money. 95% can fail because they chase don't chase play with one dollar two dollar you know of course in paid parking we need more but uh, not 500k <laughs> so yeah i yeah. mean i think on linkedin you have to spend a minimum of ten dollars a day like it really depends on the platform i think facebook is five bucks a day um mm -hmm. you might be able to get away with a little bit less but um i mean you got to be careful if you're only spending like let's call it five dollars a day on facebook you may only get a handful of clicks depending on the cost per click so you know how much how much can you stock can you really take uh in a campaign if you're only getting one to two clicks a day it's that it's a delicate dance that you have um same with google ads because we know the cost per click can be high in certain cases so if you have a limited budget you may uh not be able to really get the information that you're looking for um on link on google ads for the most part my recommended minimum budget would be about a thousand dollars a month depending you can go a little bit lower still see some results but i like to have clients right around a thousand dollars and that would be for one campaign maybe yeah. two maybe mm -hmm. uh if there's maybe a display campaign you want to put a couple bucks in there or youtube but like it, it's hard it's hard to to have a really well-run account with a very limited budget yeah love it love it awesome uh 
I want to ask about uh, crafting uh, landing page uh, because it's a big issue. Uh, I see when companies just analyze competitors and create something similar, but it doesn't work because all companies have their strong sides, uh, different unique selling proposition, different customers. Can you tell your methods how to collect data and highlight only important points because simplicity is important. But if you add all your benefits, you might confuse more than help. So any tips about that? I like to tell a story. Uh, people oh, like sure. to read and engage with stories. So instead of like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, data, yeah. data, 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 which is, you know, hard to really relate to and connect to. So can you tell a story on your on your page that excites people and gets people want to know you and interact with you? Um, one thing I want to mention. So you can put in you know, when you have your LinkedIn image and, and business right below that is like what you do, like say marketing director, or I help people solve the world's problems. So, um, I was, I was on LinkedIn on the mobile app today and I know people like to be creative with that message below the company. Like I help com companies with A, B, C, and D, but on LinkedIn, uh, the mobile app, it's very limited on the characters. So you might only see 15 characters under your name and business. So if you say like, if you're super flowery and you say like, I help companies with A, B, C, and D, they won't see anything or know what the hell you do. So I like, I try to be succinct and tell people like what exactly you do in the first like 10, 15 characters. So they know it right away. So if they're just scrolling and they see your name, company, and, and what you do, they, they understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think collecting data, uh, takes time, <laughs> uh, the right data. And uh, can you tell about choosing the right data? Uh, let me explain about this topic. Um, once I read the story about Jeff Bezos and he got a research team uh, and this team asked him to give more time to analyze about uh, a new product. He denied. He told we have enough data. Uh, and this product was Alexa. So Jeff Bezos uh had enough data uh, of course jeff is smart uh, i'm pretty sure about that uh, but you know it's interesting that he can feel to have enough data and of course uh, the rest depends on experiment testing um, and uh, i spoke with a few data experts and many of them tell, uh, told me it's better to have enough data than over data because it might confuse. You don't know what to choose. So can you tell about finding the balance between enough data, over data, or less data? <laughs> yeah, I, that's a delicate question. Um, and I would encourage people to look at the data, look at your analytics, see what pages are performing well for you and um, the, the marketing channels as well because then you can sort of adjust where you're spending your time and budget and efforts. Um, how much data is enough? I don't know. Do you have any good tips for that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, marketers use intuition and data. Uh, intuition, uh, yeah, uh, I always use intuition because uh, of my experience. I know that my experience can tell something different. You need to test the experiment. And sometimes I get great results with intuition by testing. No, in organic reach, I post a lot. I can create a lot of content and 
I often use intuition instead of data, you know, to create this content ideas. Mm-hmm. But in paid marketing, I don't know. Probably, yeah, intuition. Why not? Uh, you know, you mentioned SEO and data. Um, so, like, if if I'm on, like, for example, a refs, and I'm looking at like maybe competitor pages or what keywords um, are like driving a lot of like clicks, and if I want to rank for certain keywords. Um, if you just look at the data and you see like all of these like numbers and clicks and okay, I want to try to rank for that, but it might be super impossible to rank for a specific keyword because of the volume and the number of companies going after that specific keyword. So like the data might tell you this is a hell of a keyword to go after, but it's going to take a great effort to even try to rank for that keyword. So it's a delicate balance of like, where, how can I succeed? Like Google ads gives you the keyword planner, which will tell you like the historical volume and the cost per low end of the click, high end of the click, competition. Um, and that is valuable data because uh, that's based on historical results. So you can sort of pick the keywords that you want to go after and be kind of clever based on you know the cost per clicks. And maybe you can sort of pick the keywords that best fit the client budget. And you're not going after the most expensive keyword that everyone's going after and everyone's competing for. So Google ads helps with the keyword planner. So uh, I would recommend people spend some time with that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, once I listened to audio podcast with uh, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And, um, you know, I always uh, listen to him when I need to get some encouragement when uh, I, I have the feeling I'm lazy, <laughs> you know, uh, but after listening to him, I can uh, have this, uh, I don't know, inspiration to go ahead, to work hard. But anyway, on his podcast, he shared a story about uh, companies that can uh, spend million dollars with uh, TV marketing. Uh, and when he asked them why they ignore like Facebook or Google, um, he gets replies like, uh, uh, because uh, marketing on TV works for them, but Facebook uh, doesn't. <laughs> uh, and he replied, you can't even compare digital with marketing on TV. Uh, and uh, the main reason, because of creativity, you need to be creative. You need to test different formats, uh, including video ads. Can you tell more about that? How to create different uh, ads formats, including video, uh, and to become creative in Facebook ads marketing? So there are so many tools out there uh, for the creative aspects of things. Um, I actually, so I I have the whole photo uh, Adobe suite and something super easy for people to use on that is called Adobe Spark. That's like templates already created. You can kind of plug and play your own things. Um, Google Ads does something similar. You can now create a video uh, based on their templates and you just plug and play some images and some um, copy and it will create a little mini video. It uploads to YouTube and you can actually use that in your Performance Max campaign or your YouTube campaign. So there are tools out there. You just have to experiment, see what works best for you. You know, um, sometimes like the super glossy, super highly produced videos don't perform well on Facebook. Like people kind of tune it out. They know, oh, here's an ad. But that high gloss video may perform like really well on TV because that's what people are used to. Um, 
you know, these marketers out there, like the Gary V's, like they just love just talking straight to the camera, right to your audience. Um, and sometimes that can perform best. But ultimately, again, Anatoly, we don't know until we test it, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's better to test. Even if you don't know what to test, <laughs> just test. <laughs> you know, test, audio, uh, test photo versus video. Uh, yeah. Gary Vee is the king, man, of testing all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I remember when I got his advice about um, you need to be everywhere. Oh. But I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I tried, I tried. But when you have limited resources, it's not a good idea. Uh, it's a good idea when you have a team like Gary has. And uh, he basically started alone on Twitter. He didn't pay attention to all social media that he can do it today. Because today he has a team, a big team who can help him. But he started on Twitter, then switched to YouTube, to switch to Facebook. Uh, but he uh, started to tweet content. Uh, and he mentioned many times that he spent like uh, seven years to uh, create content on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Hey, let, uh, let me ask you a question. Are you on TikTok? And what, what are your thoughts on TikTok and like TikTok ads? Uh, I think, you know, TikTok, TikTok is great. TikTok is awesome. Uh, and I love the social media because you don't need to spend some money, even budget to get organic reach. Even if you have zero followers, you don't need it because TikTok is great with recognizing great, great content. We often see when accounts with zero followers can get uh, great organic reach, become viral. And uh, for me, if you have to time time for TikTok, then it's better to do it. But if you don't like filming short videos, it's better to skip. <laughs> you know, uh, for example, you don't need to force yourself if you uh, because it's trend because many people can do it. Uh, if you don't like to film short videos, skip it. Yeah, write. If you like to write, then write. Many people can have great success with writing, with recording podcasts. It depends. But if you like it, then a hundred percent you need to be there. <laughs> B2B, B2C, just go to TikTok if you if you love it, if you can. Do it every single day, four times a day. If you can film videos, even to start with bad videos without editing, just do it. Uh, you need to enjoy. It's important. But if you need to force yourself and you suffer because of uh, uh, poor performance, then it's not for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's my point about TikTok. I don't know about paid marketing on TikTok. Probably it works as well. But I, yeah, I often see some paid ads. Yeah, yeah I think... Uh... I, the accounts that I like with like paid ads and things like that are more like they kind of organically incorporate their product into the video. I'll give one example. There's mm -hmm. this one um, company, I think it's called Dano's Seasoning. A seasoning, he puts it on meats and vegetables and everything and cooks with it. But it's like almost like a cooking TikTok where he's like making a fantastic steak dinner, but he's incorporating Dano's Seasoning. Oh, this one has the red top. This one has the black top. And you, so you know what you're using, but it's it's very well done and it incorporates the product in a natural way. Um, so if somebody wants to advertise on TikTok, I would want to make sure that they're trying to incorporate their company in, in more of a natural way instead of highly produced, um, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. A great tip. And, you know, I removed TikTok. 
because this social media learned my mind <laughs> and uh, TikTok uh, shares videos that I can't stop watching. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, and uh, uh, that was hard to fight. I removed TikTok for a while. Uh, and uh, I think it's only one social media that can un understand users uh, like TikTok can do. Uh, did, you, do um, yeah. did you ever do uh, Instagram? Uh, did you ever get on the threads? Uh, yeah, I tested a little bit, not a lot. Uh, mm. uh, and Instagram, it's not for me. Uh, I usually pay attention to LinkedIn and right now, my mind is with AI. I <laughs> create AI tools, so have no time for all social media. But yeah, okay. I, think I only I only ask because now they've on Instagram on the app they've started incorporating the threads messages into like the the news feed. So like you'll be mm. scrolling photos and videos, and now threads will be like dispersed uh -huh. through that. So it, it's kind of interesting, and I kind of like I kind of like what they're doing there. Uh, I think they wanted to get some audience on threads because uh, they, uh, they got this audience in the beginning, then lost. Mm -hmm. And right now they're trying to get them back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, RJ, I wanna ask about uh, your strong side. You know, I found that all, all marketers are different, uh, including Neil Patel, Rand Fishkin, many other great experts have own strong sides. Can you tell why you are better than others? What is your strong side and how you can help much better than your competitors can do? Yeah, so I'm highly focused. Um, I would say my strongest suit is Google Ads. So I live in Google Ads all day, every day. And after four years in business for myself, but then the previous 10 years, you know, working in digital marketing, like you want to work with somebody who lives it, breathes it, and I'm not trying to do everything. I'm not trying to build you a website. I'm not trying to do a logo or email marketing. Like I'm the best at Google ads. So people want to work with people that are knowledgeable, but I'm also friendly and I'm easy to work with and you're not getting passed down to junior team members. So um, I think that goes a long way. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think if you don't focus in marketing, by the way, you need to focus everywhere. It doesn't matter what you do. You need to focus, but in marketing, you can become jack of all trades, you know, if you do everything. <laughs> but if you focus, you can get great results because oh, yeah. it's hard to overcome others if you don't focus. Uh, you need to understand that most people uh, have no focus. They use everything. What are you the best at for marketing? I think uh, organic reach. I pay attention to organic reach and um, yeah. I think uh, it's my main direction and uh, even not this, I think management. Okay. <laughs> I, I manage people. I uh, I analyze specific cases and I manage people who are much better than me mm -hmm. because we can help big projects uh, in investing, trading niche. And uh, it's hard to find great people who can do this job. So I uh, outsource people on Forbes, Investopedia. I uh invite them to work with us then we create content i just uh, manage the process of uh writing editing submitting promoting and i am so bad with all these points <laughs> you know all of them can beat me in one side you know? <laughs> with skills but i just know how to encourage them to go ahead and uh, yeah to give them 
the opportunity to earn good money. So yeah, just with management. Uh, RJ, I want to ask about Upwork. Oh, uh, Upwork. I, I saw your post. Uh, I saw your post. <laughs> that you get... What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get customers on Upwork. Can you tell your methods how to stand out from the rest on Upwork? Because if you submit any request, I usually get a hundred replies and a lot of recommendations from Upwork itself. So why, how you can stand out from all these people? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I like, I like to be short and succinct in my um, first message. If I'm applying for a job um, and I like to include some case studies, sometimes I think you can put an attachment. So I like putting case studies up there. I also like to put like ready to start like immediately. Cause some people, um, they go back and forth forever. Like I can normally jump on a project super fast. So, um, that's my tip, <laughs> <laughs> but so, it also yeah. helps to be highly rated and have a top rated check mark. Um, also start with a small job and even underprice yourself just so you can start getting reviews and mm -hmm. start getting like high completion marks and, and whatnot show that you're making an income on there. Um, if you go to my Upwork page, like I don't think I've made a ton of money on Upwork. I think it's maybe only 5K, but some of those have actually gone off Upwork and like continued on to like long lasting clients. So I'm a huge, huge Upwork fan, but everybody and their mom goes to freaking Upwork to apply for jobs. And it is, it's, it's, it's really hard nowadays. I think it's very, I think it's oversaturated at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And um, I started, uh, yeah, I think my first payment was like $200 and uh, that's okay. If you have no reviews, have no experience portfolio, then no, I think, yeah, uh, uh, I didn't get anything from my first service <laughs> because, uh, but I acquired experience mm -hmm. when I acquired experience. I charged $200 and that was awesome. Uh, uh, by the way, in this time I had another business, uh, well working business, but I tried to learn about that. So, uh, and I helped some clients got $200 and got it. Yes, I can go this direction. Uh, and I think that's okay. If you have no experience, just acquire experience, work for free, uh, because you can't be better than experts who spent many years on this field so just right go step and by step. Yeah. you may you, i i know you said free but you're you can also potentially get a testimonial which could lead to extra yeah. clients down the road so it's like maybe the dollar amounts free but the the intangibles to that can 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 start to stack mm -hmm. yeah nice nice let's talk about mistakes i asked this question before <laughs> but i still get this question from my audience about mistakes can you list mistakes that it's better to avoid in google and facebook ads yeah check your budget and your pacing on google ads um if you have three thousand dollars to spend in a month um maybe your daily budget is pacing to six thousand dollars just make sure you're checking at minimum once a week on your budget to make sure you're you're hitting the goal budget um same with Facebook. I mean, I've, I've, I have run into a big mistake on Facebook before. Um, I overspent on a campaign and, you know, I had to eat that. Um, it was, it was for, a, it was for a female product and in Walmart. And we were trying to hit like 250 different locations around the U S for a coupon 
that if they printed out a coupon, they could go to their local Walmart and buy this female product. And they wanted to spend like 5,000 a week. And we went over and um, it was just, you know, one of those things where the client was a little bit, a little bit pissed that we didn't like look at it. Um, and it, it was my fault too, because I wasn't, you know, keeping as close of an eye on it as I should have been. So really just check in on those budgets and spending as often as you can. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, RJ, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do to learn more about Google and Facebook ads? Go to, um, I think it's called skill shop. So it's basically Google ad training, uh, free free course. Mm -hmm. If I knew nothing today, I would go there. I would start getting certified on search display and YouTube, because then you put that on your LinkedIn, you put that on your resume. People see that, okay, now this person is gaining knowledge. Then I would start hitting up all the YouTubes, go to Anatoly's page, go to Neil Patel's page and just start watching these videos. Um, and you'll start getting better and better and better. Go to Upwork, start applying for jobs, take take a job for minimum pay, start getting experience, start getting testimonials. Now you have a couple clients. Now I tell your network what you're doing, and now you'll start getting referrals. And it just stacks and stacks and stacks. Awesome. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I think it's better to find your loving format. And uh, for example, I know, uh, for example, we spoke about Gary Vee. And he didn't read books, you know, uh, yeah. uh, it's interesting because I think all great entrepreneurs read books, but Gary Vaynerchuk shares, he doesn't read books. Uh, he doesn't like this format, but he likes to read comments on social media. So he's great with social media. He's, he's, uh, he's perceptive. I remember one Gary V story. Mm -hmm. He said he was at the airport, like waiting for a plane and he's like, looking at what the teenagers and kids are looking at on their phone. Like if he can see kind of what app they're on or what they're doing, he sort of knows what the next generation, where they're kind yeah. of heading. And that's kind of like the hockey uh, analogy where you always want to see where the puck is going and go there. So just keep your eyes open. That's why I like, I like talking to you and other digital marketers because, you know, we have insights and access to what, you know, people that aren't doing it daily, they, they have no idea. So, I always like to just have conversations with people in the industry as well to see what's going on, pick their brain, what's working, what's not working, um, to, because other people's perspective can help so much. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Today, it's important to build relationships. Yeah. That is why I do it a lot. <laughs> You're I, the best I, at it. <laughs> yeah, I have great network, uh, not only in marketing niche, in trading, finance. And it's important. That is why we get great mentions on CNN, Business Insider, Dow Jones, uh, because can, of network. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. What is your feeling about like business and society in today's like climate? They talk about inflation, job loss, uh, strikes. Like, where do you see kind of maybe our industry, marketing, kind of going, online advertising? Like, what do you just? In general, what are your kind of thoughts on it? Uh, I think I'm so bad with predictions. I, I tried my predictions in crypto. <laughs> I felt crypto will go up. It went down and I'm not good with that. But uh, I think uh, we need to pay attention to things that we can control. 
for example, if I can control management and it's better to double energy with that. Uh, and if something happens, we need to adapt to learn, to read breaking news, to think how to adapt like AI. We have AI. You have time to adapt. And uh, even today, after six months, only 25% of people use AI. So 75% ignore. It takes time to change habits. If you uh, jump faster than others, everything will be fine. It doesn't matter what kind of future will be. You need to adapt. Uh, you, we can learn about predictions, forecasts, but uh, I understand many things can happen. We can predict them. But if you double your energy with your strong sides, you can be fine in any environment. So it's my attitude just... Think what you can control and double energy with that. And adapt. Just adapt. Move faster and you will be fine. Even someone will jump faster than you. But after six months, 75% ignore AI. So <laughs> That's a great tip to always be ready to like adapt to what's going on in the current situation. Yeah, yeah. And RJ, I have my final question about the future. Uh, I asked this question. I want to ask again. You asked me about the future, but I want to ask you uh, what kind of future will be in Google Ads, Facebook Ads, because uh, our environment is changing fast and it's expensive, uh, expensive channels. Uh, your tips about the future and how we can adapt to this possible future you know my my message is always always be advertising uh, mm -hmm. if you have a business a product or service you need to get the word out you can do it organically that takes time as we all know and you might not get eyeballs with advertising boom you flip on that light switch it hits your target audience so my the future is people are going to still be spending on google it's it's going to dominate for a long time um i don't really know what's next per se but people will still be on social networks even if some of the traffic starts to go more towards tiktok and take more people away from you know fa facebook people are still going to be there they're always going to be on social and then say all that goes away google goes away social media goes away let's go back to tv and programmatic and now we can be on hulu we can be on spotify like there's always going to be other avenues yeah awesome i agree i love it i love it i think Marketers need to adapt and marketers did it before when they adapted to digital from TV marketing, from radio, from uh, newspaper. And that's okay if you adapt to augmented reality, virtual reality. And it's simpler to do if you have experience. You know, it doesn't matter uh, what kind of environment will be. If you know how to create high quality content, you can adapt to any channel. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that is why I recommend to anyone to follow RJ Hubert on social media, on LinkedIn, to keep learning from him. I, I follow RJ. I recommend to you as well. Tell the best way how to reach out to you, how to follow you, how to uh, cooperate with you. Yeah, thank you for the shout out. Uh, I always love uh, talking to you, uh, Anatoly, and follow you as well. Um, so RJ underscore HBT is the socials. Uh, the company is just at HBT Digital Consulting. Um, if you're a company or business and you want to talk online advertising, let's chat. 
Nice, nice. Guys, you, you can find all the links in the description be below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. Guys, you need to follow RJ or you will make a big mistake if you ignore it because right. uh, uh, it's better to learn from the best to become the best. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.